Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. On this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I am lucky to be speaking with Timothy Stutt. An astrologer once told him, you don't change jobs, you change careers. And he was right. From certified public accountant to ordained minister to master of multiple ancient arts and sacred sciences, such as meditation, Reiki, Tai Chi, yoga, and Qigong, and being the most prolific author of children's books today. He's also an executive director and founder of Transformations, a nonprofit dedicated to assisting people of all ages achieve their maximum personal and professional potential. He says, every human heart is a flame of love burning to go home to God, and he wants to help you fan that flame. Woo! Without another (laughs) word, welcome, Timothy. Oh, thank you so much, Ronnie. Yes, fan that flame of love in all of our hearts. (laughs) I don't know where to start. I mean, there's so much magic and there's so much going on. There's even one more career change I made within that list, and that was opening up a chocolate shop. Get out! A chocolate yeah, shop? Actually. Where did you do that? Well, in Southern California, I woke up one morning and I looked at my partner and the first words out of my mouth were, if Hershey's can make chocolate kisses, I could make chocolate French kisses. And that started a career in designing a pair of lips with a tongue curled out and boxing and packaging and learning wow. how to dip and make and sell chocolate. Sounds a little Rolling Stone combined with confection, right? because they have that logo (laughs) well that sounds fabulous i wish you could send me some right now that would be exciting i wished i was still making it (laughs) yeah i bet i bet i can tell you about the past and that over the last 42 years of doing all these various practices not only teaching but doing all these various practices that you mentioned it's almost like the past doesn't exist for me anymore every day is so complete It's really hard to imagine anything beyond what's happening in front of me right now, even though that I have memories of certain things, but anything that has been challenging in my past, pretty much, it's nothing but a memory. There's no emotions. There's no energy attached to it anymore. Well, that's quite an accomplishment right there. If you ask me. Yes, it's quite nice. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people carry around big suitcases full of stuff. How did you manage to do that? I just attributed it to God's grace and daily meditation and working with all the people that I've worked with 
over the years and noticing that in some respect or another, they were all mirrors for something that I needed to see in me. So it was very easy with all these different reflections facing me quite often. I would literally go in and see, you know, why is this person really here with me? What am I supposed to learn from this relationship? Well, tell me about your work today. What are you doing now? Right now, I have a quantum energy academy where I train people to carry on the gifts that I've been given, teach quantum energy healing, various forms of meditation, various forms of Tai Chi and Qigong, various forms of yoga. So it's an 18-month training program. People can do it either to practice and learn those things originally, or they can incorporate them into their current practices, their current teaching modalities, or they can get certified and go out and teach any and everything that I learn. Well, that sounds awesome. How do we embody more of that magical life that you're talking about? What is the core necessary elements that make that happen? Practice, practice, practice. And choosing something that really resonates with you so that you will practice, practice, practice it. And don't give up too soon because anything that we learn new is going to feel strange and may trigger some reactions within us that make us want to give up. And so it's it's staying with something long enough to know that it's something we will continue with, but not staying with something that really doesn't resonate with us. Hmm. Okay. I know that you talked about writing some children's books and you are the world's greatest magician. And you were saying how there's uh, stories and exercises that children or adults could do. So those exercises will empower our magical powers of love and create miracles. I'd love to hear more about that. What are some exercises to create miracles? I have one where you empower three wishes and send those out into the world. Are you a genie? There's another one. Ah, I teach children how to be genies and adults. Yes. (laughs) We do have these magical powers in us. We just have to learn that we have to use, that we can use them. (laughs) I don't think Moses knew that he could uh, part the seas until the opportunity arose for him not to have any other choice. Yeah. He could command that that would happen and all of nature and all of God's source energy would come and do that. We all have those powers. We just have forgotten about them. And, you know, in the Bible, it says something about you could move mountains if you had the faith of a grain of mustard seed or something like that. I actually had a dream experience one night where somebody was really abusing me and saying some things that weren't right. And it's like just with my voice, I said something and it just blew them. It opened up a hole in the wall and pushed them through. In the dream. In the dream. Nice. And... It was just kind of showing me that we all have that capability inside, not that we would use it that way necessarily, but we have powers inside of us that we just have forgotten. Well, I'm sure. And you can teach it to children. That's pretty cool. Can you share, reveal one example? We could actually do that practice if you want. It doesn't take too long. I would love that. And you can guide people through. And it's just literally a matter of bringing up your left hand. Yeah. And looking into your left palm and visualizing everything in the world in your left palm, all of life, all plants, the entire world, all people, and then bring up your right hand and visualize your soul energy. Just feel 
visualize your soul energy in your right palm and then bring those palms together and see and feel everything as a reflection of yourself, your soul energy, all of life, all of creation, and visualize a ball of golden energy growing in the palms of your hands, getting brighter, 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 more and more powerful. See it starting to swirl into an infinity circle, shimmering and rainbow light, and then make a wish as if there was a straw between your lips and that ball of infinite light in the palm of your hand. Just inhale that wish and exhale it out into the world with a sigh. And then make a second wish. I'm busy see doing that. Spa. See <laughs> that wish flowing in the palms of your hand. Feel it in every pore of your body. Feel the intention behind that wish. And then again, inhale that wish into every pore of your being and then exhale it out into the world with an audible sigh. And then one more time, make a third wish. Feel that wish, feel the intention behind it in your heart and every pore of your being. Inhale that wish into your being, exhale it with an audible sigh. And then see that ball of energy, that infinite ball of light still glowing in the palms of your hands. Bring the palms together. Rub the palms of your hands together. Push your palms away from you, sending all of that light out into the world, out into the universe, out into all of creation. And then bring all of that light, all of that love, all of that energy with your palms into your own heart. Take a deep breath in, feeling all of that love, all of that light resonating in your heart, resonating throughout your body. And that's one of the exercises and you are the world's greatest magician. So I just want to say uh, that that was really powerful. Like I can really feel all the energy moving in my body. I didn't quite get it in the first wish is good. In the second wish, the second wish, I was like, yeah, I, I got this one now, you know, and then I was distracted in my third wish too. the second. So I might have to do it again. Oh my gosh, that was really powerful. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It is powerful. And, you know, another exercise in that story teaches children how to create a smiling body. And Paramahansa Yogananda wrote about the power of a smile. And he even wrote a poem about it. If you literally sit and visualize a smile while you're smiling on your lips, but visualize and put a smile in every organ, every part of your body and repeat that process for a week or two weeks. And you'll literally find that you're smiling more often during the day. In Tai Chi and Qigong, focusing two inches below the navel in the Dantian or the Dantian, depending upon which language you're talking about, it's the power center of the body. And there really is nothing but a barrel of laughter there. So so in Tai Chi and Qigong, we do the practices with our attention focused below the navel. And it's also a way to tune into intuition. But when you focused at the navel long enough and you keep your energy focused there, you can literally go into laughter. So you don't need anything else. There really is this giant barrel of laughter sitting below our navels. Wow. Now, is that in the same place as the sacral chakra or above it? Right about the same place as the second chakra. All right, cool divine feminine well that would be nice to be in touch with a barrel of laughter because i could use a barrel of laughter right now you know? <laughs> i try to stay away from the news 
but you really can't get away from it totally. So a barrel after with a nice solution to what's happening in the world right now. Yeah, I keep, I keep in touch with what's happening in the world so that I can actually direct some of this love and light to specific areas. Yeah. Rather than just putting it out as a general blanket. So every once in a while, I like to know specifically what's going on. And yes, it's nice to be able to turn the attention inward and have that barrel of laughter there, counter what's going on and refuel the love and light that you're putting out into the world. Yeah. My first Tai Chi teacher, after I told her I wanted to teach and after I went through the teacher training with her, the very last thing she told me, she said, well, you know all the movements really well and you know how to instruct people. Now, do you think you could instruct them with a smile on your face? (laughs) Were you too serious? Obviously, I was and really didn't realize it. So, (laughs) no, when when I got in my car and started heading home, at the first traffic light, the words of what she said hit me like a ton of bricks. And I heard my father saying, wipe that smile off your face. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. No wonder. Yeah, and I, I I took it seriously, obviously. <laughs> wow. She reawakened your natural smile. She reawakened not the natural smile, why I wiped it off of my face, and then God's grace really imprinted it on my body. I was in a meditation retreat up in Oakland for a weekend, and on the way home, I started spontaneously laughing. And I honestly laughed for six and a half hours driving to Southern California. I was laughing so hard, I was turning purple, red, orange, and was literally leery about getting out of the car at rest stops because I was a different color. That was the only time I could actually contain the laughter was when I was walking to the restroom. I guess that was quite a release of pent up energy from all those years of wiping that smile off your face and clearly kind of anti your whole energy personality because you have such a lightness of being and you can tell you look at the world and see magic everywhere. Good for you for being able to free yourself up like that. That's amazing. And, And then the final blessing on that was... As I was awakening one morning, I had a sense that one of my meditation masters was sitting at the top of my bed on my pillow, and he had his fingers at the corner of my mouth, and he was lifting my mouth into a smile. And as I came more and more back into consciousness, he was really there. I could sense him, I could feel his fingers in my mouth, and he was just putting a permanent smile there, or at least the ability to go get that permanent smile whenever I wanted. I still have moments where I'm not smiling. seeing the contrast that's what esther hicks says right it's the contrast that helps you appreciate when you are smiling but it sounds like you've got it down where most of the time you're smiling and you know it's really interesting because i have a friend carrie and we get together and we meditate and then use our intuition to see what's going on with us we always have something we're working on right And so we Uh, try to get information for each other. And then once in a while we get brave and we're like, well, what's happening in the world? And then we just said, what's the general message for us? And the general message for the last five years has been the same, which is find joy. It's almost like saying to me, find a million dollars. I'm not an unhappy person all the time. Not at all. And I'm looking out my window now and the sun is shining and my, I have a beautiful yard. I love my yard. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me happy for sure. And I love how my desk is situated so I can see the sunshine and see the trees. Mm -hmm. So I, I can find it in moments or whatever, but 
I wouldn't say that I find joy all the time or that I smile all the time. I do try to smile. And in my business as a love and dating coach, which I've been doing for 20 years, I certainly tell women to smile because you're a lot more attractive <laughs> when you're smiling. And that's how your inner light can shine too. So I do follow that and I do try to smile and I do try to have a lightness of being when I'm interacting with people or whatever. But that doesn't mean I don't end up in a little lump of heaviness somewhere frustrated over whatever. It seems so simple. I was interviewing somebody else recently who was going on and on about just choose joy, just choose it. I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't feel that easy to me. Do I like the other stuff that much more that I want to not choose joy? Like it doesn't feel like, oh, you're right. I'll just choose joy. What was I thinking? It doesn't seem to work that way for me. Any thoughts? I think that comes back to the practice, 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 and recognizing when we're not in joy, which means we've lost touch with our heart and our inner joy and for some reason whatsoever and to just bring ourselves back that we have that inside of us no matter what's going on outside yeah there are some circumstances in the world that are definitely more challenging than others for people yes. when we're blessed enough to have food and shelter and house and a job yes. and great relationships and everything like that it's easier to reconnect with the spirit and the joy inside of us rather yeah. than worrying yeah. about how we're going to feed ourselves or our family in the next yeah. moment. Yeah, very true. What comes to me out of you saying that is gratitude practice, because if you're feeling things aren't working and why isn't this going well, that's a great time to remember what is working because it's very easy to forget all the things that are going well, because we get focused on what's not working. And when I became a coach, that's one of the first things that the trainer was explaining is shift to gratitude. If you need an energy boost or whatever, just shift to what is working because most of your life is working. It'll just be a couple of things that are off and giving you trouble. So be grateful for what works in your life and don't forget those things or poo-poo them or overlook them or forget about them. So that's the first thing. Gratitude, I think, can really help and the second thing I learned from Lynn Grabhorn, she wrote the book, Excuse Me, A Life is Waiting. She's not around anymore. She talked about marveling and how mm -hmm. you can just look at things and marvel and just think about it. And that's also a mindfulness practice. And I talked to a woman who is a minimalist. She talked a lot about what I call marveling, where you look at the maple tree and you think about how does the tree know how many leaves to put on each branch or how does it know how many branches to have or how big it's going to get or how does it turn stuff into green stuff? It turns light into chlorophyll. And how does it happen in those seeds drop? How does it know how to make those seeds? When you really let yourself go down that path, you're going to forget about all the stuff that's making you unhappy because it really is a marvel. It's like, how is all of that possible? And when you step back and kind of look at things with that childlike gaze, you drop everything else in the moment anyway. You, you do. And eventually, as you practice that more and more, everything else is dropped. I woke up one morning literally after listening to a New Year's talk by one of my teachers on silence. The next morning, went out for a walk and realized that my mind had become silent. That's a miracle. And yeah. And it's pretty much stayed that way. You know, I've, I've learned that we can control our mind like we control our hands and arms. If we want a hand to lift up, you know, it's really easy. The hand lifts up. Well, we can control our mind. If we want it to think, 
we can engage it and think. If we don't want it to think, it will remain in silence and just leave an open field that's connected to God's consciousness and we can get the information that we need when we need it without thinking about it. Yeah. I got all done yesterday and closed the computer down. I was done for the night. It was late. I took a walk up the hill and my mind was totally silent. And then all of a sudden, oh, you forgot to send somebody something you promised to send them. So in that silence, I was able to hear (laughs) a little bird whisper in my ear that I needed to go back and open up that computer one more time. One more time. That's pretty awesome. I'm always so grateful when I go downstairs to get something and I can't remember what it was. My grandmother taught me years ago. She goes, always go back to where you started and it'll come to you. So I'm like, okay. And then you come back and you hear it again. And you're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You I don't know why, but that always works for me. But I have to say, I'm just going to do, nobody can see because this is an audio, but I'm going to do a little bowing prayer to you that you can control your mind like that. Because sometimes my mind is a terrible runaway train. I've been working with, I've been having this obsessive thought. I got in a fight with a friend. It was just awful. I didn't mean to upset her at all. And it was over COVID. It was stupid. You know, I just keep running the conversation in my head, running, running. And I'm like, can you, hey, in there, shut up in there. You know, that doesn't work. I've tried a lot of different things. I tried writing it all down. One of the things I've been doing lately is, and somebody taught this to me, obviously years ago, but I don't remember who. I put it in a red balloon. Stop thinking about that. Put that in that red balloon. And I imagine it going off somewhere over the ocean till I can't see it. It's shocking how that actually helps me. Awesome. Luckily, (laughs) I have a big collection of red balloons that are. (laughs) Maybe you could send out energetic darts to pop them and ask some master to take that energy and rearrange it and bring it back in another form. (laughs) I actually, that's a a really good idea. I could even ask my higher self to do that, right? And to say, hey, go pop all those balloons and bring that energy back (laughs) and transform so I can use it again. Yeah, here's a a bunch of energy, you know, take it and use it however you want. And that's good in the world. And I spent spent a week one time, I like the balloon one. (laughs) I I spent like a week one time, every time my mind had a thought, which was a lot. As a certified public accountant and a lot of things I've gone through in life, my mind thought a lot. For a week, every time I had a thought, I just said, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? And I challenged my mind. And then another trick that I used was I would tell my mind, you know, you're really smart. I'm really intelligent. And you really only have to tell me once. So please just trust that once you've told me, I've got it. That helped a lot too. <laughs> that, there's a lot of wisdom in that for sure. And tai, tai Chi also. Tai Chi actually erases those grooves that we put in our mind that have been lodged in there. So just doing the movements of Tai Chi with your mind focused either at the soles of the feet or below your navel while you're moving. There, there's grace in that. Somehow it magically erases all those grooves and patterns that we've lodged in different places. Wow. Well, that's good to know. I haven't tried Tai Chi or Qigong. I, I heard that Tai Chi is part of Qigong, right? Yes. Qigong is the overall term that is used by the Chinese for a variety of medical practices, moving arts, martial arts. And so Tai Chi can be considered a form of Qigong. And 
there's probably six, seven, eight thousand forms of Qigong. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> yes. I, maybe that's a representation of how many people there is in China that they could have that <laughs> different kinds of Qigong. Actually, there, there's a practice called the animal frolics, which is the original form of movement that we know about in modern times. It predates yoga and Tai Chi by 400 years. Wow. And it was developed by a Chinese doctor that, like you said, get out in nature, marvel at the marvelous of what's going on. Well, he marveled at animals and saw that, you know, animals in nature are pretty healthy. And so he started watching animals and created the animal frolics, which is mimicking the movements of a crane, a bear, a deer, a monkey, and a tiger. Wow. And they're the most fun form of Qigong I ever learned. And it was so much fun. I actually had Disney quality animal costumes made for all of those animals, except I substituted an eagle because I couldn't find a crane costume. Oh, that's and funny. then I added a gorilla because gorillas like to pat themselves. And I know a patting Qigong form where you pat the entire body and the meridians down every day. And then I learned a form of Qigong that was only known by the royalty of China cool. and it's dragon movements. So I had a dragon costume made with, and it even blew smoke out the nose. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So I, I did the, I made it the seven, the power animal frolics, and I got in all these costumes and I did all the movements so that children of all ages could follow along and learn the animal frolics. <laughs> wow, that's really creative. I love that. And it sounds like you have fun with what you do, which is also wonderful. So I've had a great time talking to you. I'm just wondering if there's anything you know, a, one last tip or a bit of information or something uplifting that you want to share with the listeners before we wrap up today. I would share that as often as you fi find a practice that you love that tunes you back into your inner self. When your mind is thinking during the day over and over again, give it something to repeat that is uplifting. Repeat the repeat a name of God. Repeat the word peace. Repeat I am. Repeat love. <laughs> repeat home and bring your hand to your heart several times a day just breathe in feel the love that you are let it radiate through your body and keep finding practices like that that constantly reinforce and give you the ongoing experience of who you are we literally every cell of our body is capable of vibrating with the energy of a thousand suns a thousand suns yes so so we can actually feel that we've all had great experiences in life okay at some sure. point at some point in time no matter what triggered it we have felt every cell of our body vibrating <laughs> so <laughs> and many of us have used different things to trigger that we realize that those were just the triggers, but those feelings are inside of us all of the time. Just by remembering what it feels like to have an orgasm, what it feels like when you're with somebody and you're just so happy, how your cells feel, just remembering that over and over and over again brings you that experience whenever you want it. Nice, yes, we have cellular memory, right? 
Yes. That's right. All right. <laughs> well, that is great advice. And I am going to follow it for sure. So wow. thank you so much. Uh, it's been a joy and talking to you. And I think that's just a reflection of where your energy is at, Timothy. So thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Ronnie. It's so wonderful to be with you and with all of the listeners and may these vibrations that you and I co-created and each listener will be co-creating as they listen to it, just reverberate throughout all of creation with more and more love and light. Oh, wonderful. All right. Well, thanks again. This is Ronnie and Ryan Love and Cosmic Coach thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertoolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you.